taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends. Yep. Another episode of PPC Rockstars. And uh, today we've got um, one of our international friends, uh, Mr. Optimizer himself, Frederic Valles. Hi, Fred. Hey, good to be here, David. And uh, international, but still based in California these days. And I guess that's international for your European listeners, right? That's right. Of course. Hey, um, you have written, well, you're very prolific, so any time I have you on, you, you will have written several articles, but there are two that stood out to me, and uh, I hope we have time for both of them. Uh, and they're pretty complicated topics, so I, I, listeners, uh, you're going to get uh, some, some good information about something that you might not have well understood when it was announced. But first thing uh, that I'd like to talk about is this new... Uh, these new metrics that are replacing average position. So what's wrong with average position? Yeah, so average position is uh, is really one of those oldest metrics from Google Ads, right? And uh, it, it was kind of funny because Google decided to pull that metric away. Um, so they've announced that in September, it's no longer going to be available. And the reason they feel they can do it is because they've introduced a whole bunch of new metrics uh, about top and absolute top impression and percentage that are better than average position. Um, And so actually, I was really surprised that not a lot of people are talking about this because it is such a fundamental metric to Google Ads. Um, And so I thought people would be a little bit more up in arms maybe that this was going away. But... The good news is it's going away because it's actually kind of a a tricky metric and it doesn't tell you everything you need to know like you're alluding to, right? So um, one very simple way to understand this is that average position is a metric that's only reported if your ad gets an impression. Um, So here's a problem. So say that I have an average position of one, I could think I'm doing amazing as an advertiser. Uh, But meanwhile, my ad is not showing for 90% of the queries that actually might have been good ones for me to show up for. Um, I still have an average position of one because the times it doesn't show, there's no average position being reported. So uh, I think I'm doing great, but I'm actually not. And now Mm -hmm. Google tells you, well, you have a high impression share loss for a top ad position. Now I actually know that I'm not doing as well as I thought I was, and I can go and fix it by maybe fixing my ad rank. Gotcha. So, average position, just to summarize um, uh, several paragraphs in your article, um, is not a great metric because it, it, if, if, for example, Google reports that your average, average position is one, that doesn't necessarily mean that the ads are appearing at the top of the page uh, the majority of the time. Exactly. That's the other thing, right? So, um, and maybe a different example here. So say that your average position is being reported as a three. 
So um, you might think, oh, that's great. Three is in the top four and usually four ads show at the top of the page. So I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. Now, because that's an average number, it could be that you got a position, an average position of three by showing a couple of times in position one, but then a lot of times in position five, right? So percentage wise, the majority of your impressions are actually coming below the search results. Mm-hmm. That's being masked by taking the average number as opposed to the, uh, you know, the, the specific instances. Um, so that's one big problem. The other problem, and this is maybe a little bit more of the nuance about Google ads, but Google ads doesn't always show four ads at the top of the page. So one advertiser might show in position three on average, um, before one advertiser, that means that's actually below the ad, uh, the organic results. And for another one, it's above the organic results. And that's because Google deploys a promotion threshold. So they only promote ads to the top of the page when they believe that those ads are at least as good as the organic results. And that's being calculated by ad rank. Now, ad rank, as we all know, that's a factor of the bid that you're putting in and your quality score. And then a bunch of other factors that kind of relate to how uh, your ad specifically does on a click-through rate basis. But Google, in the, the promotion to the top of the page, actually weighs the quality score component more heavily. Um, and so that can, sorry, are you guys hearing that printer? No. Okay. Okay, let's let's go silent and uh, come back with, um, come back with anything you'd like. Just start a sentence after we go silent. So Google really looks at that relevance component much more heavily, and uh, and so in, in many cases you may just have to boost your uh, your quality score your uh, to get that ad rank that shows above the organic results. Gotcha. So um, let's double click on these new metrics. Um, so the the new metrics are impression absolute top percentage, impression impression top percentage, search absolute top impression share, and search top impression share. Um, it's a mouthful, right? It really is. I don't know why Google has to complicate things by naming them such yeah. silly names. Well, I, mean, I suppose in a way they're actually making it more transparent by naming it exactly what it is. But, but, but think about it in this way, right? So there's really two buckets of metrics. The first bucket of metrics is when you get impressions, what percentage of those were in those desirable top positions. Um, this is your percentage numbers. And then there's a second category, which is really about missed opportunity. So um, yes, your ad was showing a bunch of times, but there were also times when it didn't show and it could have shown in the top positions and that's the impression share loss. And then within those two buckets, they, they obviously have uh, a breakdown along two more axes. The first axis is uh, the top ad, the absolute top. That's the very first ad above the organic results, absolute top. And then there's also the top, which is anything above the organic results. So that could be one, two, three. Gotcha. Okay. Um, And then on the impression share loss percentages, that's also broken down based on rank and budget being the issue. Gotcha. So let's see, do the usual rules apply? In other words, um, uh, if if you want to get a better rank um, over time, ad testing is one of the most important things to be doing? Yeah, exactly. So 
the rules of the game haven't changed. It's just how Google reports on it. And it's actually quite useful, right? Because instead of looking at the one metric average position, which could be misleading, now you look at very specific metrics <clears throat> that really tell you what's the issue. So is my rank the issue or is my budget the issue? Obviously, if budget is the issue, that's probably the easiest one to fix. You just allocate more budget if you feel like that campaign was driving good performance. If rank is the issue, it's a little bit more complicated. And like I said, um, rank, ad rank is built up by CPC and quality score. Um, and so the the easiest thing to do is if you find that your rank is not high enough is to increase your bid. But if your quality score is not very good, even increasing your bid may not necessarily put you over the thresholds to be promoted to the top of the page. And so I would strongly encourage advertisers to take another look at quality score for their keywords. If you find you got a keyword with a quality score of a four, then don't just go and raise your bid because you may still never get to that threshold mm -hmm. that Google has in place. All right. Okay, let's segue into another part of the article. You talk about um, uh, automated bid strategies and um, there's, there are currently two strategies that have, have to do with position. One of them is um, bid to position, I think it's called. And then the other one is bid to impression share. Right. So, I mean, we've seen a lot of advertisers using um, scripts and tools. Uh, so we have a rule engine within Optimizer, and we've seen some advertisers use it to say, if my average position falls outside of some range that I find desirable, then increase or decrease my bids. Um, so obviously, those types of methodologies are no longer going to work because the average position metric is disappearing. But if you kind of back up and think about why advertisers tend to care so much about position, they tend to be brand-focused uh, advertisers, or, or they. Uh, this is for branded keywords where, yeah, I really do want to be the first ad because if somebody's looking for my brand, then that's what they want to see, right? So, so actually, these new metrics are very helpful in that regards because they will tell you, were you the absolute top advertiser in that scenario, as opposed to was my average position one, which doesn't even tell you if you were actually above the organic results. Right. So you can just sort of change your uh, recipes and, and your logic to look at the absolute top percent as opposed to the average position. And that's going to tell you what you need to know. Um, there's a second category of advertisers who were using the average position more from this perspective. So they came in with the philosophy that, listen, my, my conversion rate is going to be the same across any position on the page. And there's many studies that have shown that that is usually the case. If you're in position one or position eight, you're generally convert at the same rate. Now, the benefit of being in the higher positions is that the click-through rate goes up significantly as you go to a higher position. So you get more clicks. Those clicks convert at the same rate. So you get more conversions. Um, but being high up on the page generally is also more expensive because you have to bid more to get to those positions. Mm -hmm. So some advertisers have said, well, I'm perfectly happy getting a few conversions in position five because it's much more affordable for me. But really what they're saying is they're focused on cost per acquisition. They're focused on return on ad spend. So using an automated bid methodology like target CPA, target ROAS, that is probably the right thing to do. Now, the reason some people don't do it is because they don't have conversion tracking set up correctly. They don't have it set up at all, or they feel like it's not tracking the right types of conversions. You know, it's 2019. P 
people need to have conversion tracking set up correctly yep. because if you don't have those numbers, you're not going to be able to compete on the level uh, playing field and you're just going to be doing the wrong thing. Right. Hey, speaking of the wrong thing, um, it would be the wrong thing to break away right now <clears throat> um, or to, to stop listening right now because we have some important messages from our sponsors. So everyone stay with us. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress. Powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. We are back with Frederic Valles of Optimizer and talking about um, new metrics to um, be able to tell where ads are appearing on the search results page. And I just double-checked bid to position is gone and bid to impression share or bid to Let's see what it's called here. Yeah, bid to impression share has replaced it. And you're able to say, Google, um, I want my ads to appear in one of three places, anywhere on the results page. I'm not sure what that means, uh, why someone would try to use automated bid management for that. But uh, the other two are top of results page and absolute top of results page. And as, as Frederick was just uh, uh, explaining, top of results page doesn't mean the very top. It means anywhere above the organic results. An absolute top means first position, correct? Exactly. And so top 
again, people need to remember that doesn't mean you're in the top for it uh, because that varies from page to page. If you read the article I put on Search Engine Journal, there's an example there of a query for uh, something highly commercial like buy champagne versus maybe commercial like champagne. Um, and so depending on how commercial the query is, you'll typically see a number, a different number of ads showing up at the top of the page. And so this, uh, this top percentage metric actually gives you better insight. So even if there were only two ads eligible for the top, well, now you'll know that yours was either the top or not the top. Right. Um, and as far as the, the first bidding methodology, sort of the, the first option for bidding to impression share um, anywhere on the search results page, I think Google means probably page one by that. Uh, okay. Um, right. So you're at least in the top, whatever it takes these days to be uh, on, on page one. Gotcha. That makes sense. Hey, thank you for that explanation on uh, the new position metrics. I'd like to segue into your other article on search engine land. This was published March 14th. And uh, the title of the, the article is Where Google Got More Inventory to Show Responsive Search Ads May Surprise You. Um, it surprised me to know that Google was, was uh, claiming that when advertisers use responsive search ads, they're eligible for uh, more ad slots. Uh, I completely missed that if it was published anywhere. Um, so what, what does that mean? Yeah, so, you know, I was talking to Google about this and it was sort of a surprise to me as well when it came out. Um, but, but it fundamentally stems from this whole discussion that's been happening in the industry, whether responsive search ads are good or bad, um, to put it as bluntly as possible, right? So some people say, well, responsive search ads aren't working for me, therefore I'm not gonna do them. Now, what does it mean that they're not working? Well, generally advertisers look at conversion rate or click-through rate, and so they kind of end up running kind of an A-B test between expanded text ads or, or the typical text ads that we, we have known for a long time, and they compare them against responsive search ads, and then they find, oh, my expanded text ads have a much better performance conversion rate-wise than responsive search ads. And they say, okay, responsive search ads, you're out. I don't want to run these anymore because they have lower conversion rate. Mm -hmm. Now, um, if you look more deeply, you actually find that responsive search ads may show up in new ad slots, um, right? So this this lower performance actually is lower performance, but it's performance where you would have had nothing if you'd only had expanded text ads. Mm -hmm. So it's inventory you couldn't have bought into. So even having a little bit of conversion rate on responsive search ads is still better than having no conversions at all because your regular text ads just weren't eligible to show in these places. So what Google is saying is it's incremental volume that you can drive by running responsive search ads. So that's kind of the, the crux of the story. Now, where is that inventory coming from? Um, so when Google says there's new ad slots, there's new inventory, people are like, ooh, um, is there a new network? Are they? Do they have new partners? Like, where is this? It's actually much simpler than that. It's just queries. So Google's premise and, and what we've investigated and found to be true is that if you look at what queries your ads will show up for on a, on a normal Google search results page, you actually show up on different queries for responsive search ads. And the reason is very simple. It's because your quality score with your uh, handwritten ads 
was not high enough for certain queries, but when you give Google the flexibility to put together an ad dynamically from your components, then all of a sudden it thinks it can do a, a good enough job to make it relevant to the user. Gotcha. So you asked the question, and, and I'd love to hear the answer. Why didn't my old ads qualify for these search terms? Yeah, exactly. So when you have your old ads, you know, if you're doing a good job, you're running two or three different ad variations in an ad group. Um, but that's only two or three variations, right? And, and if you get into like having five, 10 variations, oftentimes you're running that through A-B tests and, and maybe you're not getting statistical significance. So a lot of advertisers kind of give up on that. Mm -hmm. um, now, the whole premise here is that we've all selected keywords, but for a lot of these keywords, Google is still going to show our ads for, uh, for variations, for queries that are related to those keywords. Um, and by the way, that's a whole other topic, the whole close variance thing, like even an exact match keyword is no longer really exact match the way that we used to know it. Sure. So um, so now you have all of these queries that are somewhat related to your keywords, but they may not be the best match to the handwritten ads that you had in the past. Um, because Google can now dynamically construct what they think is a fantastic ad for that specific query, that's why they're able to meet the, uh, the relevance thresholds to actually put your ad in the auction. Um, and it's, it's sometimes a little bit more of a stretch in terms of is, is this really what the user was looking for. And maybe that's why people are seeing conversion rates or click-through rates that are not on par with the handwritten ads. And that makes sense, right? I mean, like if you've taken the time to handwrite an ad for a specific keyword, like that's probably gonna do pretty well if you're a good advertiser. Um, if you leave it up to the machines to kind of explore all of this new volume that's out there, maybe you don't get the same results, but you still get some results now. Right. Now you make a good point in the article uh, about the fact that uh, all bets are off if the RSAs are badly written or they don't uh, they don't have good components you call them um, so um, so what do you, do you do right <laughs> <laughs> no no I'm, I'm, I've got it I've got the question formulated so um, do, would you suggest that advertisers write use only RSAs and not even use ETAs, expanded text ads? No, um, I, I think you should still write your own text ads. Um, and I, I may be wrong on the policy here, but I thought you needed at least one handwritten ad and then you can add RSAs. Uh -huh. so there's some ad formats where that's definitely the case, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I would not just throw out my ETAs. And kind of to the point that I made, so if you have actually taken time and care to handwrite an ad for your most important keywords in that ad group. And that's probably something you still want to control and still kind of get the results that you were used to. Um, but, but the reality is, I mean, like we have so many keywords, it's the 80-20 rule, right? So the 20% of our top performing keywords, let's do an amazing job with as much human input as we, we possibly can. Uh, but then what about the 80%? What about the long tail, right? We're not going to give up on that. We still want to take advantage of it, but we're also not going to have the time to write thousands of specific ads for it. But let's give Google some pretty good components to choose from. And so um, I've written a couple of scripts, AdWords scripts that you can uh, download and install in your account, but we'll, we'll tell you what are the best performing headline variations that you've used across your whole account or across a subset of campaigns. And these might be really good components to feed into 
responsive search ads. Um, but that's a starting point, right? And I think that's also the problem that you're kind of alluding to is if you don't give Google good components, like how good of a job is the automated system going to do, right? Google needs variations. Google needs uh, the, the machine learning system needs components to play with that are meaningfully different so that it can put together an ad that's like just the best one for each possible query. Gotcha. Hey, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, so the, the people then often say, well, Google doesn't really tell me what's good and what's bad because they don't give me the conversion rate numbers down to the component level. And that's true. So Google shows you combinations of components that they've put together and what kind of impression levels came against each of those um, ads, if you will. Um, so, so, so they basically reported like, here's what the ad looked like, even though it was constructed from a bunch of components. And here are the number of impressions for these. But that's the only metric you get. You don't get clicks, you don't get conversions, you don't get CTR conversion rate. So that's kind of painful. However, if you look at the detail, Google will tell you for each component, if it was the best one, if it is uh, good, if it is bad, or if it is still learning where it fits uh, in these other three buckets. Gotcha. So that is a good thing to look at to help you optimize and obviously keep the best one and anything that Google thinks is not working, throw it out, put in some new variations, and then look at their guidelines, right? Like mix it up in terms of the length of the components, have different calls to actions. Uh, don't have every component basically be synonymous with the other ones because if you're saying by and large the same thing, then it, it just makes it harder for the machine to pick up on variations that really work. Right. Hey, we've got some more words from our sponsors. So, um, Frederick, hold on just for a second, and listeners, don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. You are now tuned in. 
to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing, from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air on demand and available on every mobile device that you can imagine this is webmasterradio.fm webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere the pursuit of ppc continues Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Frederic Valais of Optimizer. And uh, we're in the home stretch, but um, I hope we have enough time to talk about uh, how, uh, I, th- I think you make the point in the article that it's difficult to compare RSA performance to expanded text ad performance, but um, you give some examples of how that can be done with search query data. Um, is it possible for you to summarize that? Yeah, I'll um, uh, obviously take a look at the article because having the visual may help. Um, but, but the point is that you, so if you look at the Google Ads interface, they basically show you the ad performance um, and then there's segments that you can enable on that view, but those segments are generally things like uh, time of day, day of the week, and those are not that helpful. There is actually a way for you to pull that data segmented down to the query level. It is not in the Google Ads interface natively, so that's why a lot of people don't see it. That's why a lot of people miss this. Um, So in my article, I pointed out that through the Google Ads API, which you can access through a script or directly through the API, you can actually pull two reports. One of them is the ad performance report, um, which includes the ad type. And the other one is the search query performance report, which has a key that links it to the ad that was shown for that specific query. And here's where it gets cool. So now you will see that if the query was flowers, um, Google would show you the aggregate data in the Google Ads interface, but in the API reports, I can actually get the breakdown. So I can know that five times this ad was shown for flowers, seven times this ad was shown, and 13 times this other ad was shown. For each of these ads, I know what ad type it was, so now I can do the aggregation and I can say, when it was an RSA ad versus an expanded text ad, here's here's what the performance was like. And now, once I get this spreadsheet worked out, I can even see instances where for certain queries, an expanded text ad never showed, only responsive search ad showed. And so that's kind of the incrementality here. These are the queries where Google thinks that the machine learning driven ad driven by RSA is the only one that's good enough to show up. Your expanded text ads were not good enough. So that's all the new inventory. Um, And then where you can actually do an, an apples to apples comparison is if you have the same query showing sometimes with an ETA, sometimes with an RSA. Now you can say, okay, well, in these cases, maybe the RSA is in fact much worse. So maybe that's where we want to break out this keyword and run it in an ad group that only has ETAs. Right. Um, somebody astutely pointed out uh, in a tweet to me that 
There is actually a simpler way to get this data than to go through the API, and that is in the new reporting tool. So in the reporting section in Google Ads, you can uh, set up an ad report, and there you can segment it down to the query. So it's a, it's a simpler way for people to access that same level of data. Mm, good. Hey, um, you have also, in, in the article, at the end of the article, you have uh, links to scripts that you've written. Uh, one of them um, has delivers as output which of the components of the RSAs are good. Uh, how does that work? Yeah, so the, the notion is very simple. It's that when you look at the Google Ads interface, they will show you your expanded text ads, your ETAs, as they were fully written out. Um, what we want to look for is when I was using the same variation of a headline one across multiple ad groups, multiple campaigns, what was the aggregate performance? And so it kind of lets you see a, a little stronger signal, if you will, that, oh, okay, if I'm talking about two-week free trial, maybe that resonates more with customers than if I say, try it for free, right? It's, it's kind of different ways of saying the same thing, but now I know which one seems to perform better. So I can take that as a component and maybe feed it into RSAs, or I can rewrite some of my ETAs with this new insight. Um, now, now the, I, I do want people to be a little bit cautious here. So make sure that when you're pulling these types of reports, you feel like your audience is largely the same. Um, I wrote a bunch of posts recently as well about how people are doing ad testing incorrectly. And it's actually funny, and a little side note here, but we've seen instances where in A-B testing, we did an AA test, so meaning the exact same ad was put in twice, and we will get a statistically significant winner and loser with exactly the same ad. <laughs> right. That happened, right? So it happens yeah. because your ads, even though the ad is the same, they do show to different people. They may show to people in different locations at different times of the day. Due to keyword match types, it may be different queries that were searched for, right? And so that's actually what's introducing the difference and a statistically significant difference is not the ad text, but people look at the the output and they think, oh, it's the ad that's causing it to perform differently when in fact it was the audience was different. Um, and so for that reason, I think it's always good to look as deeply into the data as possible. So the more you can segment and still get an insight, that's what you should be doing. In some cases though, it may make sense to look the other way, kind of go up in granularity, so look more broadly. When I use the same headline, how did it do? But you have to keep in mind that headline was now potentially shown for many different campaigns, for many different keywords. So just ask yourself the question, am I still really comparing apples to apples or am I introducing too much variation here? Gotcha. Hey, we just have a minute left. Um, spell optimizer for the audience, please. Yes, it's O, P as in Paul, T as in Tom, M as in Mary, Y, Z, R as in Robert, optimizer.com. Um, and even if you misspell it, we have a couple of the typos as well, so you'll still come to our site. Oh, good. And uh, there is a two-week free trial, is that correct? Yeah, we have a two-week free trial. Uh, we've added a lot of new capabilities over the, the last couple of months. We have an amazing rule engine, um, which I like to liken to the ability to do Google ad scripts without writing a single line of code. Nice. Um, so it's like if this, then that for your Google ads account, much more capable than what you can do with automated rules in AdWords, um, has full automation built in. So 
some really nifty capabilities. Nice. Uh, also really good shopping tools. So a lot of people don't know we do a lot of shopping campaign work. Uh, so we're very strong in that arena. And then of course we have all of the typical Google ads capabilities like budgets, bids, keywords, ad text, etc. Very nice. Hey, Frederic, uh, thank you very much for coming on and look forward to the next time. Yeah, me too. Thanks, David. Thank you. And uh, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Uh, come back soon for another episode of BBC Rockstars. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.